to another edition of Tea and Tech with myself, Mr. B. It's a podcast where we talk all things tech, all whilst enjoying a nice cup of tea. It's that simple. Mr. BK Official, it's where you'll find me on the socials. What I normally do for these podcasts is record and say hello to you on YouTube also. So if you're watching this on YouTube, how are you? If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget you can download this across all major podcast platforms. So if you're new here, this is what I do. I talk about tech. We look at some of the latest news. And there's lots to talk about. We have a big announcement coming up from the big boys, Apple. We just had a major update from Samsung. We're on series 22. How has that happened when we're still only on 13 with the iPhone? Also, let's not forget about Huawei and their P50 pockets there foldable version, which is essentially the look and feel of a Samsung Z Flip, but hey-ho, yet to get my hands on that one and try it. So yeah, this is what we do. We talk about tech, we look through the latest news of what's happening in the tech world. If there's anything in particular that you want me to talk about, then please feel free to reach out to me. Mr. BK Official. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below. I'll make sure to reply to you. So normally I kind of scroll through what's going on, have a look around, pick some interesting stories, and then feed it to you. So let's get straight into it then, shall we? And let's talk about Google's Nest doorbell. Well, excuse me while I drop my cable. Uh, So Google's Nest doorbell can't take the cold, according to some news at the minute. Uh, Not something that I am having an issue with, to be fair, in the UAE where I'm based. But yeah, according to the forums, your Google Nest doorbell can't take the cold. So this comes um, off the back of some complaints by users in the Google's Nest forum that the doorbells were draining their batteries faster than normal this winter, even when hooked up to the doorbell wiring to maintain their charge. So cold weather will also affect the batteries in the Nest Cam, in the new Nest Cam. But Google says that uh, if the camera is connected to a wired power source, there won't be any charging issues. Well, You would hope so if it's connected to a wired source. Um, So the reason for the doorbell problem is based on a small but important distinction between battery-powered and true wired doorbells. So battery-powered doorbells hooked up to doorbell wires aren't being powered by your home's electrical wiring. The battery is being trickle-charged by the power from the doorbell wiring. 
If that battery is too cold to hold the charge, it will inevitably, inevitably, eventually run down. Uh, so the same is true if you use a solar panel to keep your Google Nest Cam charged. That trickle charge doesn't power the camera directly, so it will run out of juice in the cold, says Google. Um, while its battery-powered cameras can operate in temperatures as low as minus 4 degrees Fahrenheit, Google's new support page now lists a minimum charging temperature of 32 degrees. The support article states that the battery can still power the device at lower temperatures, but it won't charge uh, and may drain faster. Google warn, warns, warms? It doesn't warm, that's the problem. Google warns that the minimum operating temperature, um, the battery could have less than half the life it does in warmer weather. So if you've got yourself a Google Nest doorbell and you leave, live in an area uh, of cold weather, then you may be finding some issues. So on to story number two. And that is of Spotify. So Spotify is acquiring two major podcast tech platforms. It's uh, it's making more acquisitions. So the company announced today it's acquiring both Chartable and Podsites, uh, two of the most prominent podcast marketing ad attribution companies. Uh, the deal price hasn't been disclosed, but this marks the first major acquisition the company's made this year in a long line of audio purchases. Now, both Podsites and Chartable allow podcasters and networks to include tags in their shows that use that are used to um, track who's listened and if they've heard an ad and whether they've done anything about hearing that ad. Uh, Spotify said that it's going to um, it's going to use Podsites technology outside podcasting and will bring it uh, to full scope of the Spotify platform, including audio ads within music, video ads, and display ads. The Chartable acquisition appears to be more directed toward podcasters themselves rather than advertisers, particularly because of the technology like SmartLinks. Um, these tools will make it easier for publishers to turn audience insights into action and expand their listenership while ultimately growing their business. Uh, the deal is particularly critical for the company as it tries to make its ad platform the best and most powerful in audio. If it wants everyone to purchase ads through its marketplace, then it needs technology to better figure out who's listening to those ads and what they're doing after they're hearing it. At the same time, marketing and analytics are critical for show creators who want to ensure they're spending their budgets well. Uh, this deal helps both creators and advertisers, um, two groups, Spotify needs and wants to court. Now, on to some music news. Kanye West, $200 stem player, will be the only way to get Donda 2, his long-awaited, hardly, uh, album, his follow-on from Donda. Uh, the platform-exclusive content is one of the best ways to juice hardware sales, and Ye, the artist formerly known as Kanye West, announced via Instagram that his next album, Donda 2, quote, will only be available on my own platform, The Stem Player, not on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or YouTube. Now, while Yeezy's reasoning's in separate for other artists who've recently spoken out about Spotify's Joe Rogan situation and the, uh, the stark differences between his $200 million deal versus how much it pays them, the conclusion is the same. So he wrote in another post, today's artists get just 12% of the money the industry makes. It's time to free music from the oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own. Go to stream player, sorry, go to stemplayer.com to order. Now the album is scheduled to launch Tuesday uh, 22nd, which is actually tomorrow. 
The $200 STEM player launched last year in partnership with uh, Kano Computing, shipping with the first Donda album so that you could manipulate any song using the touch-sensitive light sliders embedded in its base shell. Uh, quote, we currently have 67,000 available and are making 3,000 a day, said Ye in another post. Uh, it worked well in our testing, allowing owners to easily manipulate different parts of a song while listening, whether for one of the included tracks or any others loaded via the web-based interface. However, adding loops and effects can get more complicated. It has 8 gigabytes of storage, connections via USB-C, Bluetooth or 3.5mm headphone jack and a 97 dB speaker. It's quite a compact little thing if you haven't seen it. The details of the upcoming album uh, exclusivity are murky. Will it cost anything for stem player owners to download? But this is Nye's first exploration into limited release music. In February 2016, he released The Life of Pablo exclusively via Tidal, tweeting that, quote, will never, ever be on Apple and it will never be for sale. On April 1st of that year, the Life of Pablo launched for streaming on Spotify, Apple Music and Google Play. So yeah, he stuck to his word on that one. Uh, in 2017, TMZ reported Kanye West was cancelling his contract with Tidal and the outlet said it was uh, in dispute over millions of dollars he believed the company owed him. It also cited sources saying he would be uh, done with exclusives. So, if you haven't seen on the news, uh, in parts of the UK and Ireland and parts of Europe have been hit by uh, Storm Eunice, which it's been now titled. And one of the things that has uh, taken the UK by storm is a YouTube channel called Big Jet TV. Now, this guy uh, is somebody who normally just sits at the end of the runway at Heathrow with a um, quite a large Panasonic, I think it's the HC-VX1, and a 24 times zoom lens, and he just records aircraft coming in. He's a plane spotter um, and streams it to YouTube. Now, obviously, with the storms that have been uh, battering the UK over the last few days, this guy has been on the roof of his van with the camera on a tripod trying to brace himself from the wind whilst every type of aircraft comes in overhead and he films them landing. Now, he has um, he has roughly 180,000 people online gripped to his live streams from uh, London Heathrow Airport where, um, yeah, he's, he's using that Panasonic camera. Each landing is genuinely hair-raising with aircraft routinely approaching the runway sideways as they're buffeted by the wind, measuring in, in excess of 60 miles per hour. Uh, he's come up with some amazing quotes. He's, he's quite a, a fun-loving guy. You can listen to his commentary as they come in. Uh, a few of those quotes were, you're bleeding mad you are. Don't dive towards me, mate. Flippin' heck. Next, please. Next, please. The doctor will see you now. Bring it in, son. Wahey. I'm flipping Nora. The Aussies have gone mad. Um, he's, he's a bit out there, but he's passionate. you got to give him that. Uh, although each landing has an element of danger, a combination of pilot skill and modern safety systems means an actual crash seems pretty unlikely. So we're free to enjoy the spectacle of the storm currently battering the UK. Now, if you want to check it out, head over to YouTube and do a search for Big Jet TV. I think his uh, ratings have gone through the roof over the last couple of days. So, in the world of smartphones, we have seen the launch of the Samsung S22 range. Um, 
And we're about to see something from Apple in the coming weeks, which we assume is the iPhone 14, and what that entails and uh, what that uh, has feature-wise is yet to be seen for sure. We've seen many a rumour, uh, but we've all seen the rumours before and how wrong they've been. But on the subject of phones, I thought I would go through a list of some of the best smartphones that you can buy for under $500. Now, there is a vast range out there at the minute, and the budget range of phone, uh, the competition has just increased over what I think is probably the last two, three years. The likes of Oppo have come on leaps and uh, leaps and bounds. Obviously, Huawei are up there now as a major player, but originally were, you know, an underdog along with Honor, which I believe are pretty much the same, certainly manufactured in the same factory and branded differently, I think. Um, but we've got some great contenders for, for phones on a budget, if you have to. Now, you'd be surprised, but you can actually get yourself on one of those Apple phones as well. Uh, iPhones. So let me give you some of the best, I think, iPhones you can get uh, under $500. So let's kick it off with an iPhone. The SE 2020. So this is the second generation of um, SE from Apple. It, uh, it strikes the right balance of camera, build quality, speed, battery life, software, and longevity for most people. It does have the, the fingerprint uh, home button on the bottom, which if you're used to any of the more modern iPhone 12s or uh, 13s, you, uh, even the 10s, um, you will, you know, look back at that as a fond memory. Ah, the home button. Uh, the iPhone SE follows a very tried and true formula. It's the same body as the 4.7-inch uh, LCD screen that Apple has been using since the iPhone 6. Uh, and that puts the display on the smaller end of the screen sizes today compared to some of the bigger ones. But, you know, depending on what you're looking for, the A13 Bionic processor is not a bad processor, to, to, be, uh, to be fair. It's what, two years behind the latest, and um, that would be the A15 chipset, I think, which is in the iPhone 13. Um, you know, it's still plenty good. Uh, you wouldn't want to be doing, too, doing anything too heavy on it, but, you know, a phone doing social media browsing, taking pictures, videos, I, I think it's up there. So you can get your hands on an iPhone SE um, for roughly, let me see, let me see the last one. So you can get a 128 gig of storage for $449, um, which is about $50 over the base price. Next one, the Google Pixel 5a. Now, I was always an Apple fan and, and still am an Apple fan and still a massive Apple user uh, with iMac, MacBook Pro, iPads, iPhones, uh, Apple Watch, the whole lot. So I'm deeply embedded in that ecosystem. But a couple of years ago, I delved into the Google world with the Pixel 4 XL, and I loved it. I thought it was an incredible phone. I thought it was fast, the processor, the speed, the camera was amazing. Uh, the night photography on it was pretty special as well. Then they moved into the uh, Pixel 5a, which was kind of a step away from me with the design, it went back with the uh, fingerprint scanner on the back. One of the main reasons I went for the Pixel 4 XL was the look of it, to be fair, um, and then was very pleasantly surprised when I when I started using it. Then the Pixel 5a came out. Now, this is, again, under $500. Uh, 
It's about 449, I think, the 5A, and it has a 6.34-inch OLED screen, um, which is on the smaller side of the budget class, but it's bigger than its previous-gen 6.2-inch for the 4A 5G. It was a bigger battery, too, so a 4,680 milliamp cell that will last through a full day of heavy use and uh, and probably well into day two if you're not a major user. The 5A also um, offers IP67 water resistance for added peace of mind. Um, and that's more or less the extent of the 5A's improvements over the predecessor. The 5A's dual rear-facing camera, uh, which is a main and ultra-wide, um, it has a Snapdragon 765G processor, as well as the 6GB of RAM and 128GB storage combination. Um, you know, it's a solid performance. It's it's a good phone, great-looking, good feel to it. And from a user uh, perspective... Very fast and uh, an enjoyable one with the latest Android. Obviously, you get a clean Android on there. You're not getting anything extra uh, to slow it down with what you tend to do with the likes of the Samsungs. So software, as I said, is a, another area where Pixel phones shine. Um, it's launched with its own uh, Android 11 OS, um, which has been upgraded to Android 12 recently, obviously. Uh, there's also uh, 5G connectivity. So you won't get the super fast flavor of 5G, but you will be able to access the slower but more common sub 6 gigahertz 5G network. So yeah, all in all, $449 for a Google Pixel 5a. I think it's definitely worth the mention. Now, talking about Samsung, which I just touched on, a the Galaxy A52 5G. Now, this one is a great option for future-proofing your phone. You know, it's not by any means uh, top spec. Um, it's got an A... F- sorry, it's got a 6.5-inch screen, which is OLED. It does have a 120 hertz refresh rate that gives a much smoother appearance to animations and content. Uh, and as you swipe and scroll through the menus and social feeds, uh, the phone overall performs well for its class with a Snapdragon 750G processor and 6 gigabytes of RAM. Now, you may notice the occasional hesitation or slutter with uh, heavy tasks, but otherwise, every you know everyday scrolling, um, switching and navigation are, are handled easily. And even with the power-hungry display, the Galaxy does, you know, it has a 4,500 milliamp battery. Uh, it should get you through at least a day of moderate to heavy use. Um, one of the A52's not-so-bright spots is uh, is the current take on Android, which puts a lot of preloaded apps, which I was just mentioning as well. So that does tend to slow it down. Um, but for a cleaner and more grown-up Android skin, look at Pixels uh, or the OnePlus even. So then we move on to the OnePlus Nord N10 5G. Now, this is a bargain at $299. Now, this N10 brings 5G and some upscale features to a budget phone. While you won't find a fantastic screen here, it's a 6.4-inch LCD. It doesn't come with a faster-than-average 90 hertz refresh rate. Um, it's worth nothing. Uh, is the, you know, it's a tall 20 to 9 aspect ratio which is a little unusual at first glance, but it does take a while to get used to. It's slightly narrower and easier to use in one hand. Um, its processor is capable enough, though sometimes it does uh, show its limits uh, and only supports sub-6 six, six hertz 5G network. It launched with Android 10 
and OnePlus, oh, OnePlus, OnePlus uh, has also released an update to Android 11 already, but that that's it. Don't expect to get Android 12 on this model. Okay, so that's a loud car in the background. Uh, OnePlus is offering two years of security updates in addition to that. Now, a random one for you in there is uh, a brand that kind of came out of nowhere and, and kind of spotted in supermarkets selling their TV brands, and this is TCL. So TCL have come out with a model called the 20S. Now, this is a 4G phone. Um, you can get it for about $250, um, which, you know, it, it, for what you're getting, it's actually not bad. It's got a 6.6-inch um, 1080 screen. Um, the 20S has a layer of fingerprint-resistant micron-sized prismatic crystals, now whatever that means, on the back, which gives it a subtle shimmer. Uh, it has a quick fingerprint sensor that is built into its power button and uh, a face unlock as well, which is quite impressive. Now, while the 20S camera system is nothing to write home about, the 64-megapixel main camera and the 15-megapixel front camera are both more than capable of taking, you know, nice detailed photos in good lighting conditions, but, you know, don't go anywhere near dark with it. Uh, for the budget phone, the 20S has no noticeable lag in performance, it comes with the Qualcomm Snapdragon 665 processor and 4 gig of RAM. So it's probably on the bottom end of the, the scope of products that we're looking at at the minute. But by default, it comes with 128 gigabytes of internal storage and a micro SD card slot. It does have a 3.5 mil audio jack and it comes with a whopping 5,000 milliamp battery as well. So it lasts around two days without a recharge. Now, if your budget is sub $300 and you are on the hunt for the best bang for your buck, I think this $250 mark is probably a good choice for you uh, with the TCL 20S. Um, a couple of other odd ones to throw in there is the Motorola um, Moto G Stylus. Not a massive, uh, not a massive Motorola fan myself, but, you know, worth a mention. Another two, uh, TCL is the 20SE. Um and then, yeah, that's probably it in the world of smartphones. Okay, so that about wraps it up for this episode of TN Tech with myself, Mr. B. Don't forget, it's Mr. B K Official on the socials. Make sure you reach out to me and let me know you're listening. If there's a particular story or article you want me to look into... Let me know. Who knows, it may be a topic on the next podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. And of course, that subscribe button helps me out a lot. And if you're listening to this across any of the major podcast platforms, then do what you got to do. Download, follow, and why not share? It's your home for tech news. All whilst enjoying a nice cup of tea. Well, my tea has run out, which means it's time to finish. I'll catch you on the next one. Hope you enjoyed. Mr. BK Official, don't forget. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.